Hi, I'm Tennille. And I'm Kelsey. And we're financial advisors from Allman Partners True Wealth, bringing you thought-provoking conversations around you, your money and your life on the Wealth Experience Podcast. Welcome back. Today we're talking about something a little different. So if you're seeking some hardcore investment talk, I recommend one of our other episodes because today we're going a little lighter and that's to discuss the connections between a healthy lifestyle and a successful life and finances. Now we have to flag that we're certainly not medical experts and this is based off personal opinions, but no doubt there's plenty of medical studies out there to back up our facts. And I think this one is just so interesting to me because personally, I absolutely believe that there is a connection between health and wealth, particularly if we're looking at wealth from the perspective of long term sustainable wealth that's linked to happiness and achieving all the things that are important to you, not just looking at the dollars, because you can't just be happy and expect that if you're happy, you're going to have heap of money. Definitely. Definitely more in depth than that, but I do think that there is a connection. Yeah, well, we'll throw some stats your way because we always love our stats, don't we? 63% of people found it harder to make financial decisions whilst they were unwell, and that was a study uh, from Money and Mental Health Policy Institute. Um, And then there was another interesting one that said 14% of all Australian adults experience financial hardship as well as mental health symptoms at the same time between 2014 and 2019. Now, of those people that had experienced financial hardship, they were actually twice as likely to be experiencing mental health challenges as well. So again, that was a study from Money and Mental Health Research Report of August 2022, and that's a government-led one. Now, financial stresses don't just lead to mental and physical health stresses. The inverse can also be true. Absolutely. And even with those stats that you gave there, Tanil, they're probably underreported just because of the stigma of of mental health and financial stresses. People don't really talk about those sorts of things. So they're probably worse than what's reported too, which is is pretty significant. Um, So when we look at this, there's really two angles that you can look at it from. And if you're already financially successful, then you're probably going to have access to better healthcare, more nutritional food. You're going to be buying all the organic stuff um, and so on. And the studies show that you're there for likely going to live longer uh, than those at the other end of the financial spectrum um, because they just can't afford the healthcare and the quality foods and all of those things. But the other way to look at this is to actually explore what is the connection on being healthy that can then lead to or set you up for success. From Maybe you're not already there, but what are the habits that you can start now that might help you get to where you want to be? Mm, That's right. So obviously diet, exercise and sleep are keys to health. Uh, We see that everywhere. We all want those shortcuts though, right? We see the magazines and they say, you know, get get flat abs in in five days by doing nothing. Um, We know it's not true. We know diet, exercise and sleep, they're going to be the ways that we get there. Um, And so we're going to talk a little bit about how they can help or hinder your success in those ways. Now, there's bad habits that we all have though, right? You know, bad habits lead to late. No. <laughs> I'm not a singer. Let's never do that again. Um, so there's the bad habits, not exercising, eating bad foods, drinking alcohol, smoking. They're definitely going to impact us in a negative way. And, and that's pretty obvious. So if I'm spending a lot of money on takeout, alcohol, cigarettes, it's perhaps not the best use of my of my funds. And in addition, if I end up becoming a couch potato, I don't exercise, I'm definitely going to be getting some bad habits like perhaps I have more on subscription services, maybe some online spending habits that are not so good. And these are some negatives to our financial situation, right? But yeah. And, and everybody has a vice though, right? So yeah. 
We can't. We Maybe can't all be angels. <laughs> Uh, but if we want to try and um, increase our health and, and fitness and therefore our financial successes as well, we can start focusing on those areas. Sleep is a big one. My husband hates the fact that I want to sleep in every morning, but we, we all we all do things differently, like right? He goes to bed early and I rise early. I think Benjamin Franklin's adage was early to bed, early to rise makes a man healthy, wealthy and wise. Hopefully the same is true for women. I'm sure that that was not intended just as a masculine (laughs) statement. Um, And we all know that if you get a good night's sleep, um, that we have less mental, more mental clarity, I should say, um, and more more attention span, therefore. So sleep's going to help us make those better choices. And that translates to when we're making financial decisions as well. All of these factors here are just going to set us up for the ability to to, um, make those financial decisions with more clarity clarity. Um, and not everyone can get a good night's sleep if you you know, have children. So my, my son wakes up before the crack of dawn and then traipses around the house talking talking to the animals and doing all that. And so maybe I don't get that restfulness the whole way through. And there may be something in there to be said that I can go to bed that little bit earlier. How about you, Kels? Oh, sleep is the, the bane of my life, as you know. <laughs> I've spoke to you about it many, many times. Um, so I certainly know the impacts in myself around you know, not getting a good night's sleep and how you feel the next day. Um, so, yes, it's absolutely important. And I even notice when I've had a bad night's sleep, and just to put it out there, I do have a toddler. <laughs> Ever since then, my sleep has been terrible. Um, but it wasn't really great before. Oh, it wasn't. It got worse. <laughs> anyway, I function. Um, but look, I think you definitely notice after a poor night's sleep the next day, your food choices seem to be a lot worse because you're fighting for the energy levels to keep going. So you need that where you think you need the sugar rush. So you might go, yeah. in my case, go into the kitchen and grab a chocolate biscuit that's staring at me on the side um, to try and, and stay awake. So then you've had your biscuit or you've had your carby lunch and all of a sudden you feel... Six coffees. Yeah, yeah. And then by the afternoon, you feel terrible because mm. all of these things have just compounded on themselves where really you probably should have had lots of water and vegetables, but, you know, that's really hard decisions to make <laughs> when you're really tired. Um And of course, have you then been productive for the day? You've had no sleep. You've compounded this with having poor diet because you're just trying to keep your energy levels up. Mm. Has your output therefore been that effective? And Mm. what impact does that then have on your financial future or your your work for you? How um, productive have you really been for that day after Mm. lost sleep? Definitely the case. And maybe maybe you'd yeah, by the afternoon, go, okay, I don't want to cook any longer, so let's go out and spend $100 and on... And there comes the takeaway. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a vicious cycle. It is, it is. And I think just on the topic of sleep as well, it's really important to understand your sleep cycle. As actually listening to a sleep podcast, you can tell sleep is my passion. <laughs> <laughs> it's your thing. Uh, I listen to a sleep podcast, and there's actually a reason why you said, you know, Todd and, and Leo wake up early, but you'd be very happy to sleep in. And across the human race... Apparently there's equal, uh, I don't know how equal, but apparently it's fairly equal in terms of three different types of sleepers. Is that got, the circadian rhythms? It has got to do with it, but it's yeah. down back to our original um, tribe instinct. So oh. you've got the people that will rise early and then the people that will be you know, middle of the d- middle range and then the people that will rise late. And the reason for that apparently is to... Um, Make sure that at some point in time there's always a human awake to protect you from 
anyone that can come and, and attack you attack or any animals. So there's actually, you're actually wired that way you know, and there's a reason. I heard something along those lines, although it had to do with snoring. <laughs> so it actually said that you should be thanking your partner if they're snoring because when we were back to cavemen times, the snoring um, was our body's mechanism. I don't know if there's any truth in this, but it was our body's mechanism and our way of fending off predators. So if they came up to the cave and they heard this growling sound, they just thought, oh, there's something there, I'm not going in. Um, so instead of kicking them, you could be thanking your partner. Wow. Okay. I'll remember that at times. Of- <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Don't get that pillow. <laughs> well, we're full of useless facts on, on, on sleep. But um, <laughs> but it is true. Important. Sleep, sleep, as you say, it just helps us make those. It, 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 a big part of this is that any decision that we're making in our lives is, is obviously important, but our financial decisions have a, have a huge bearing on where we're going into the future. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to be the big decisions. It can be the small decisions of I'm, I'm going to put this $50 towards my savings account or I'm going to put this $50 towards the, the junk food yeah yeah absolutely you made me think of something then actually when you were saying that perfect example in our household go do the food shopping and I've got all my fruits and veggies and all my healthy stuff in the fridge ready to be cooked and on those days where you don't have the sleep you can't be bothered yeah you just can't be bothered and then you end up spending more money by getting the takeaways or whatever it is for convenience so even in those small ways like you're saying it's definitely interlinked absolutely right yeah that's right And and that like we're talking about that that leads into into food then so yeah yeah so thinking about food we're hearing more and more about the gut brain connection nowadays and the studies are really linking gut health to and food choices to anxiety depression and even cancers Mm. Um, and then on the contrary healthy food choices are having you know you're having more energy more focus and more memory and even some people are using food to heal their ailments Mm. there's a lot of that happening but you know I won't get my my tinfoil hat on but I think that's absolutely true and that what you put in your body um, makes a big difference. And I think it's evident in the way that you choose to do that will determine your mental fitness. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And I know you, you uh, uh, every time I go into the kitchen, I see you preparing your lunches. I know you're quite quite health conscious with your food choices, Carls. I try. Not <laughs> always. I, I mentioned the biscuit tin too. <laughs> And um, yeah, well, I give you an example of of where it's personally helped me by having a good food choice. So I've always had this really weird thing since childhood that every time I've sat an exam and I've sat quite a lot of exams now, and I still use it to this day. I eat a banana every single time before I do any form of exam. Well, it gives you the long burn energy, right? Exactly. Yeah. And it's just my little trick, and I found that that's always helped me mentally. I haven't got my belly rumbling at the same time as well, which helps. Um, but mentally, I've got that that energy to keep going and, and, and push through. And I don't know, maybe it's a bit of a lucky charm, but I haven't found anything yet. Yeah. I'm going to put it down to eating bananas. Okay. So you're now increasing the, the rates of passing of exams for everybody that's listening goes eats bananas before they go. <laughs> But, you know, with your food, if you're more energised, so you've, you've eaten right, you're feeling energised, you're more likely to be able to cope with a fast-paced day yeah. after having, say, a salad and, and protein um, than what you would if you started your day off with a Macca's breakfast and then a, a pie for lunch, let's say, because you're going to feel slumped after mm. that. So, you know, it's, it's all linked. Yeah. Keeping your energy levels to be able to do what you need to do and push through. Absolutely. And like you were saying at the start, there's there's those bad those bad food choices are leading to things like your mental health issues, anxieties, cancers, um, some some really scary things in there that um, really can detract from a big way 
from our financial position because we're talk- we, we talked a little bit about the day-to-day aspect, but if I um, if they're helping lead towards some of those areas, and, and like we say, not doctors, not, not any of that, but if I um, do suffer from some of those illnesses and I'm taken out of work now, now I don't have the ability to earn the income any longer and I've got this period where, you know, th- there's some real stresses that can be put on myself and my, um, my family from a financial position um, and if we can do away with some of those by making some smarter choices along the way and we're not going to get it right 100% of the time none of us are perfect but it's those incremental changes that lead to success and with with financial planning we talk a lot about the fact that um, those small incremental changes that you make along the way are the things that are going to get you to your goals and and to what's most important to you and the same is absolutely true when it comes to to food and and health sleep exercise Um, exercise is also a very important one for for both of us Um, what do you do Exercise sport-wise, Kels? Well, at the moment, I've been trying to do more at the gym yep. and a little bit of yoga and Pilates in the evening when I can squeeze it in between all the other things in life. But it's definitely something I try and make a priority. And I actually try and prioritise it more in times of fatigue and, and stress. fatigue, yeah. which sounds contradictory, but you actually get more energy back, Yeah, which yeah. you know might sound a bit strange, but... I, it works. Mm. It actually really does work. And mm. I know for yourself, Tanila, you play soccer. And no, I, I ha- I'm a little bit sad at the moment here because we're talking about all these lovely things that, we want, <laughs> that we're doing and love to be doing. And um, exercise came and bit me, bit me in the bottom a little bit because at the moment I've got a torn ACL from playing soccer. And so I have to go out and have a little bit of surgery. But, um, you know, it doesn't deter me from wanting to get back out there and and maybe not do the same thing again, uh, but get out there and get fit and healthy. And uh, and you're right, because uh, the the thing that I love about going out and playing football for 90 minutes is – I can leave work on a Friday afternoon and I've had a big week, you know, doing school drop-offs, pickups, all the things that you've got to fit into the week. And none of it matters because when you're, you're out there, you're in your zone, the whole rest of the world just slips away and you're doing something that's just for you and it makes you feel wonderful, right? Yeah, that's um, right. You've got a reset. You've got yeah. your endorphins flowing. Yeah. You're releasing all that stress and pressure from the week. Yeah, yeah. And it brings us full circle right back around to getting that clarity, being able to put, put everything to the and go okay I've had my reset now and now I can I can focus back in on the next thing that I've got to set my mind to so that's right yeah. and all of these things so we've talked talking speaking about all of these wonderful things to do and get lots of sleep eat well do your exercise we know in reality that everybody falls off the bandwagon even those of us that are passionate <laughs> about these things and love doing these things it's really really hard and that it comes is. down to finding that discipline yeah yeah, discipline's a key factor in, you know, achieving things in life that you want to. It's, it, as we talked about, if I set out a pl- any plan in place, discipline's the thing that's going to get me there. If I set out on a personal journey of trying to get my body to at the best state, my discipline's going to get me there. If I set out my financial plan and say, these are the goals that I want to achieve, discipline's the thing that gets us there, right? Absolutely. Yeah. All those things, you know, saving money, not spending on things that you perhaps don't need now, delayed gratification, all of that part. Um, Discipline is definitely a a key behaviour trait um, that will help you create the life that you want. But it is absolutely difficult. That's right. And, uh, you know, we're going to have lower insurance premiums too, right? Yes, you would. You'd have lower insurance premiums. You'd have less expenses going to see your doctor and the ailments that might come out of the choices that you've made. Mm. So if you can see the bigger picture in terms of, you know, 
looking after yourself and doing all these things will also financially benefit you. Mm, absolutely. I actually think that some of the insurance companies are encouraging the healthy lifestyle and they have apps that actually are monitoring that so that you can monitor it through your smartwatch. Um, and that leads to a direct reduction to your insurance premiums, for, yep. you, for your personal insurance premiums, that is, so things like your income protection and whatnot, um, which I think are really great ways of, of showing the connection between um, not having to, to use as much on insurances when you are looking after your body. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And do you think there's something to be said about feeling good, looking good and having the confidence that actually then leads you to go out there into the world yeah, and put do yourself the out there, do the things that, that you, you want to want to be doing, which is going to lead to natural successes and lead to, uh, in many cases, a better financial situation. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I think... Um, I think that hopefully there's been some really um, great information to help other people. I just thought this is something that's uh, quite useful. And, yeah. um, Kelsey, no, it's something that you're passionate about. Absolutely. And I think what this all comes back down to is all of these things combined, if you can do it consistently, you're probably going to be happier. And my mind goes, well, if you're happy, is that not wealth? Mm. You know, like, yes, it might it's lead your true to... true wealth, right? It's, it's yeah. your true wealth. And that can lead to, you know, one of those tangents, which is financial success, but wealth in terms of being happy mm. um, I think that that's probably one of the most important things that it does achieve and there's the a book out there that's actually on my reading list I haven't read it yet so I'll do a book review for everybody when I have and it's called The Happiness Advantage mm. the seven principles of positive psychology that fuels success and performance at work and what this does is it explores the concept of how happiness fuels success and not the other way around so I'm really interested to hear mm. some of those concepts because I think it delves into a lot of detail um, but I think as a society as a whole it's something we're becoming more and more conscious of. Yeah, absolutely right. Yeah, well, that's that's very true. Everybody talks about success differently. And if I just do this, then I'll be happy. But that, that'll be a great book um, to get a bit of an understanding about happiness being the key driver of, of life. Mm. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for joining us as we spoke about the connection between health and wealth. And stay tuned for more podcasts on wealth experience. The opinions of the presenters are objectively ascertainable and are not intended to be financial product or personal advice.